0: hey y'all what's up i'm simone rose and you're listening to another episode of the notebooks and coffee podcast where we talk about real life and your mental health for the next few weeks we're going to talk to several guys about their experiences with mental health this week we'll be talking to six about his journey grab your cups and let's talk about it so six first of all thank you for coming have you listened to my podcast
1: yes ma'am um actually have. Did you like it? Uh, of course. I wouldn't have been here if I didn't appreciate
0: All right, good. what you offer. I ain't got to cut the interview short now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so what about the podcast made you want to share your story with mental health?
1: Oh, um, so originally you and I, we had a conversation about a few, um, mental issues and awareness, awareness initiatives. And that was, um, how I was originally interested into the podcast from there, and then after listening and you know talking with you, you know I was selected to be um, a guest on your show, and um, that's what um pretty much got me hooked. Okay,
0: so is there a particular incident or story that you knew? You you dealt with mental health issues or
1: um, particular there are a few. Yeah. Okay. But um in the terms of what I'll reference on the show, it will be um something geared towards um my relationships and um how I discovered my own mental health issues within you know, failing relationships.
0: Okay. So explain that to me.
1: So it'll look like it's, um early on I was, um, you know, I was raised to be more or less, you know, the tough guy, you know, the machismo type of thing
2: mm-hmm.
1: where, where, you know, we learn to shake stuff off. We're not taught to express too much emotions about stuff. You don't want to cry in front of anyone so essentially it was more it was more like um you know you had to you 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 had to yield all of the other feelings and just be tough
0: beat your chest type of thing
1: that's right okay. so that, that was like the the driving force yeah you be tough who can be tough
2: okay.
1: essentially what that taught me you know was was a what i thought was resiliency mm-hmm. and a, um a false sense of perseverance but um, and that that was really introduced early on with being you know being raised without a dad
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, early on in my life. So you know in that in that um, inner city community, we're taught you know that's that's when you become a king when you lose your dad. You know that's like a that's like a the thing. Once mm-hmm. you once a boy is you know long no longer under his his father's or parental guidance, and you know that's when you become a man. Mm-hmm. Well, my father passed away when to gun violence when I was like four
0: sorry to hear that
1: yeah it's an unfortunate event but um that just was us that was just the beginning of you know my my upbringing mm-hmm. and you know fast forward to where I'm about 18 17 years old mm-hmm. I'm now in relationships I'm starting to do things you know in my, my own way mm-hmm. quote unquote as I'm learning and um, I I was in a relationship with a woman who essentially I thought, what I I thought I was experiencing was love Mm -hmm. at that time. It looked like it, it smelled like it, but it wasn't really that, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It was just puppy love. So we know how that go. Yeah, man (laughs) (laughs) So, but that was the introduction when, you know, I began to, um, I accepted her through some situations where I didn't really understand what I was accepting. You know, I thought love was someone who just selflessly cared for you and you did, and I was showing that. Mm -hmm. But when she began to like drag my name through the mud and, you know, she created these different stories of how I was abusive to her and, um, just all these different nasty scenarios mm-hmm. and uh essentially i began to look you know deeper in myself as we began to progress through life She, we ended up marrying mm-hmm. and um whoa, boy. <laughs> but um we ended up marrying and she wanted to end the marriage mm-hmm. but she did it through rather deceitful ways and hurtful ways mm-hmm. like she like i said she began to drag my name through the mud like to slander me and and, and, and for lack of better words mm-hmm. my character you know the fame who I, what all i had to work for mm-hmm. and that was through stories of domestic violence mm-hmm. um infidelity mm-hmm. and all types of trust issues that really stem from her own insecurities
2: mm-hmm.
1: well i began to harbor a lot of those negative emotions because you know and when, when you love someone you you believe that you're going to do your best to communicate you're going to do your best to be open with them and understand them for who they are and they're going to accept you for who you are but for that to be going on for someone that I thought loved me mm-hmm. it began to open up a slew of just you know mental issues mm-hmm. I started to doubt myself I started to lose friends I started to lose interest in you know normal things that I would love because I just didn't have the same passion there after being after not knowing how to defend yourself against a lot of that magnitude
0: you went through depression oh yeah mm-hmm.
1: definitely was a it was a long series of depression it started off with um and it, it wasn't until I began to go and branch off into other relationships relationships where I realized that I actually wasn't prepared to go into a relationship that wasn't whole. Mm -hmm. I wasn't, um, when I say whole, I wasn't mentally available to anyone else. I wasn't intrinsically, you know, responsible enough Mm -hmm. to to take on what uh, another relationship would bring. So from there, you know, I found like, um, I fell into this state of uh, loneliness you know depressive depressive state state of mind really really withdrawn from a lot of people and a lot of uh things that make me happy and i, I begin to go into a deeper state of that you know as i like i said started to go into relationships for the wrong reason mm-hmm. and you just kind of slip into something serious and then when you when i begin to realize that you know i when i i just pulled pulled away mm-hmm. and then with that raised eyebrows well you know when you Dealing with women, y'all will tend to call us out on a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But with that, with being called out, it really introduced like a lot of what was wrong with me, what was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And and I just instead of running from it, I explored it. You know, I I I, I hear from it a little bit,
2: mm-hmm. but uh,
1: I explored it. I, I did um, I went to, I began to take therapy mm-hmm. um but i didn't I was so ashamed I didn't want to use my insurance to pay for it or to use it and in some cases it was free but mm-hmm. i used I paid for it because I didn't want I wanted to do it anonymously you know what I mean I wasn't able to to look in the mirror and be happy with who I was because of the slander mm-hmm. that was on my name
0: so you started to believe what was being said about you
1: uh, I started to feel the weight of what was being said about me. Mm -hmm. I started losing friends. Mm -hmm. Um, I started to just, people started to doubt, you know, who I was and what I stood for. And is it all just one big lie? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: You know what I mean? And when you're not living, you're not, I'm not normally a pretentious person Mm -hmm. or someone who's super conscious of what others think of me, but, um, when it's your family and your close friends, like you just, you start to, you don't have many people to go to, you you know what I mean? And, and when you're not, you know, helping, you know, emotionally responsible mm-hmm. when it comes to um, handling your emotions and uh, your intrinsic self, then you just begin to fail a little bit. You going kind to of fall apart and that's what happened, at least, at least to me, mm-hmm. per se.
0: So what else did you do to help you cope besides therapy? Or is
1: therapy the only thing that you did? Nah, therapy wasn't the only the only thing. I guess um, a lot of things that I, that I did were therapeutic. Like I opened up to a, a couple of friends, um, ended up in groups, mm-hmm. talking to other guys that were in situations just like what I was in. Mm-hmm. And I really found out that I wasn't alone. You know, I, um, I just, begin to to worry about the things that I could control mm-hmm. you know I wasn't I stopped being so angry with the fact that someone was doing something to me you know out of for a reason that didn't even concern me mm-hmm. it was someone else's insecurities and you know and um I started to talk about you know only be, be you know you speak about it when it was important and when it was like when they w- only speak about it when it was gonna help me.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: didn't only worry about it then. And you know, I just, it took some time,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but uh, I just spoke about it then. It's just, um, I don't know, does that does that help? Does that give you an answer to the question? It
0: does. Okay, cool. What is
1: something that you wish people understood
0: about men and mental health? Men and mental health. Mm-hmm.
1: So if I'm thinking about minimum, okay. So I would like for people to recognize that, um, you know, the, it's difficult for men to open up a lot of times. It's, it's not um, it's easy for most men to, especially in today's age, mm-hmm. it's not easy for, for us to express emotion and trust the spaces that we have available to us. Like, um, just be, if, if you could just, just when you begin to talk to a man, be, um, just allow, just tell them like, Hey, I'm, I'm here as a safe space. I'm here to understand, you know, invite that opportunity to just be understanding.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, that would be, that would be something that I will, I will want everyone to know that, that just opening up that, that, that space. It's like, man, that's like a, like a belly rub to a dog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you feel like if society, I won't say just women, because some men don't get it, but if society were mo- more accepting of men and their mental health, things would be a lot easier for you guys.
1: I mean, with that's 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 speaking kind of like just that comment right there. Is speaking more inclusionary
2: mm-hmm.
1: and, you know, because that's not the norm that's being taught for parents, young, young parents of yesterday, yesterday mm-hmm. to raise their boys, to be open and like, you know, emotionally vulnerable to, to their friends and stuff like that. So yeah, um, just understanding, like, I remember times being in a, in a locker room, and doing doing sporting events like from after a game or something, but you with, with the if knowing that some one of my friends was going through something, but knowing he just played the whole game and really gave it his all, but he he's about to go home and deal with something that, you know, if we just were able to talk about it, he probably would have played even better, you know, but instead he's reclusive and withdrawn. And everyone's chalking it up to oh he's tired, you know. No one's looking at the fact that, you know, his body language is giving, you know, I'm sad, mm-hmm. you know. Even though we just won, everybody's thinking he's drained, but not nah, he was there. He's really sad, he's mentally, drained. mentally drained. Like he knows he just gave his all in the hot, on the field, but he really wants to give his all at home and be understood. So yeah, like little stuff like that, I really would like for people to be more open to men conversation you know just really just like not making it taboo for a man to say you hurt my feelings Mm -hmm. you know for for um two men to look across one another and say look bro um i apologize for x y z you know i mean just normalizing you know um compassion and among men you know, I'm not I'm not speaking to, you know, just a certain level of compassion. I'm speaking to just the general level, mm-hmm. you know, just, just generally speaking. Like, hey, bro, like, you didn't have to say that to me in that manner. You know what I'm saying? Maybe let, let's revisit this. Could you say that another way? You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times it's pent up. But, guys, we, we have a lot of stuff pent up because we don't have those safe spaces. Mm-hmm. We don't have the opportunity to just be vulnerable. So hopefully... Does that give you what you are looking for in that answer?
0: It does. That's kind of why I wanted to do this series in itself because I find myself as a woman mm-hmm. always saying, or well, men might feel this way, or men experience depression, too, but I'm not a man. Mm. So it's only so much I can say speaking for you guys. Just true. So I wanted to, to find men who weren't afraid mm-hmm. to like speak up because I created this podcast as a safe space and you know listening to it I share all my business mm-hmm. so <laughs> I put everything out there Um, and I've gotten people that relate to it so I'm hoping that there are guys out there that hear it and relate to it and not only find this particular podcast as a safe space but consider therapy i'm big on therapy right i ain't gonna pay out of pocket though therapy expensive but um <laughs> yeah i can't i tried it once and it was like a hundred dollars a visit and i was like it's a no for me i'm go ahead and charge blue cross blue shield <laughs> <laughs> i don't care who knows at this point um but no i thank you for coming on the show and sharing your experience i'm sure somebody can relate to it
1: yeah that's a good one thing I did wanna say though is that when it comes down to men, mm-hmm. you know, um, just being even if some guys can have that emote, that that space and still won't accept it, mm-hmm. you know, and they underutilize it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And one thing about you know being then being a leader, because most of the times men are seen as leaders of homes, leaders and you know, communities. Mm-hmm. So I believe that you have to be intentional mm-hmm. when it comes to like um, utilizing those spaces available, because, uh, like I said, some guys actually do have those spaces readily available to them, and they just underutilize them. They take them for granted, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And when I say when I'm, what I mean by that is like they do a lot of um, it's a lot of passive approaches to things, mm-hmm. and I think as one rule of thumb, as a leader, as a as a king, as a as a top or head of household, mm-hmm. you have to do away with allowing passivity to control or govern who you are. You know what I mean? And essentially, what you what you could avoid with that is, you know, honest decision. Mm-hmm. and You know, more integrity and and, and more sound judgments. You know what I mean? And just just by like avoiding passivity. You know what I mean? Just. You lose the passive aggressiveness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas where you become a king of a in a house and not a tyrant. It's a fine line between that.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: a lot of it is because they were under you we're not doing that stuff intentionally. Mm-hmm. Like, if I can just tell my old Mia 18 mm-hmm. to just, hey, you know that's not the way you appreciate to be cared for. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was years of, of just straight. You know, good stuff. Good, good, putting out good energy, and for it to be mishandled in that manner. If I could have just told myself, like, and you intentionally gave your all, you know what I mean. So intentionally retract that, you know what I mean, and and be okay with it, and don't approach it as a, I maybe this will work, you know what I mean. Maybe this, maybe maybe we can work through this, and just accept, you know, intentionally that you're not dealing with that, you know what I mean, and just. Being open to your emotions. So I just say like to my men out there just or even to my mothers or like sisters or aunties or grandmothers brothers raising these kings teach them to like avoid passivity, you know become like Intentional in everything that you are because you know being becoming a man becoming a leader is an intentional act. It's not something that some people are groomed and some people are just born into it. You know what I mean? So, and and some some of us slip into it. Like we have instances when we lose our our kings early. Mm-hmm. You know, to various reasons. It can be a medical illness. It can be a natural causes. It can just be you know violence in the community. Mm-hmm. But um i believe just just intentionally doing the the high integrity things and seeking the better decision making, more sound logic. That's that's one thing that that most men should really really do. Avoid passivity at all costs. You know what i mean? Because that breeds discontent and that that can you know spill over to you know emotions being spewed in inappropriate times or inappropriate people some you can be taking stuff out on your dog mm-hmm. when you, when the dog did nothing to you you know what I mean the dog didn't disagree with you today you know what I mean it was something you just allowed so I think that would be my last
0: that's deep I never yeah. I never looked at it like that shit now you got me thinking am I passive <laughs> do I need to go have a
1: conversation with myself <laughs> um well, intentionally look at it Take a look at some of the decisions that you make, and um, when it comes down to when when you explore stuff like that, it's I've learned that it's best to be procedural. You know, what I mean, it just in that I know that's an oxymoron, exploratory and procedural, but mm-hmm. <laughs> be a little procedural. Like, start with, you know, carving out the time mm-hmm. to do it. You know, even if it's if you take sixty minutes or you take ten minutes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But you just carve out that time intentionally. And then from there, you map out what you would like to accomplish within that time frame. And then from there, you you begin to write it all out, like, or you begin to say it out. I don't know, you can be, you, maybe if you a woman, you want to use your lipstick, write it on the mirror or something. It can be right on a piece of paper. You can put it in your iPhone, mm-hmm. you know, your note section on your Android or something, whatever it is, but you're intentionally following those steps to make that impactful difference. I mean, cause I've found it to be very impactful
2: uh-huh.
1: when you um, carve out time to be, you know, like to really take a deep dive to something that can that can only make you better. And that's, I mean, as a man, I did a lot of growing up, you know, early. And like I said, having been raised by a single mother uh-huh. and like, you know, you did not have a choice. Yeah, it almost it's involuntary. Like, and that's what I mean. Like, so sometimes it's best to be intentional, to be, you know, voluntarily go and do X, Y, and Z. Intentionally block off your schedule, place the phone on Do Not Disturb. You know, get surround yourself with a group of people with like minds, mm-hmm. with that same goal in mind. To just, hey, let's discuss this passive aggressiveness that we have. And just let's discuss how to be, how to avoid passivity. As kings, as men, as queens too. Even though it's be talking about men, we can still talk about queens. Yeah, that's a
0: whole nother com- conversation though. <laughs> it is. That's well, true. I thank you for coming on the show. I feel like you don't use a whole bunch of big words. I gotta go look this shit up expeditiously. <laughs> expeditiously Expeditiously. i got one too (laughs) (laughs) thank y'all so much for listening i'll catch y'all next week